0: Welcome to the United States Olympic and Paralympic Museum, a celebration of Team USA achievement at the highest levels of international competition. You've now completed your registration. The settings you've selected will travel around the museum with you, seamlessly personalizing your journey from screen to screen. As long as you're wearing your museum pass, our screens will recognize you and serve content, accessibility settings, and services appropriately. You're hearing this gallery overview as you have selected our audio description service. You can amend this selection and other accessibility features by using the Settings menu, found at the bottom right-hand corner of every touchscreen exhibit. An audio description will provide an introduction at the entrance of each of our 12 galleries. The audio will automatically play. A tactile floor strip will indicate the best location for playback. Reaching this location will trigger playback. Each audio description will be around six minutes long. This is the first and covers the lobby area, as well as a few general notes on the museum. Please note that navigational information will be minimal in our gallery audio descriptions, but tactile floor strips in each gallery, including this lobby, mark exhibit locations. These floor strips are white in color and measure approximately 20 inches long by 1 and a third inches wide. When you reach a tactile floor strip, an exhibit will automatically trigger your personal settings. If it's an audio description or a video, this will trigger playback. When you walk away, playback will stop. If it's an interactive, video content will be audio described, and any text and images will be communicated by the screen reader if you have selected that service. These floor strips can be found by gallery audio description points interactive, and video exhibits. The museum contains exhibits detailing the history, culture, and aspirations of the Olympic and Paralympic Games, from ancient Olympia, Greece, to the international phenomenon of today. As a companion to your journey through the museum, we've created a digital locker for you. We've sent a link to the email address you registered with. Your digital locker is a take-home folder of content from your visit will automatically save some content there for you, but you can also bookmark content throughout your journey at select interactive exhibits. There will be an overview on how to bookmark at the Hall of Fame exhibit in this gallery. All galleries and screens are wheelchair accessible. Our touchscreen interactives feature tactile keypads, like those in front of you at this kiosk. These keypads are designed to assist screen navigation and feature directional buttons, as well as a select and home button. Where the furniture allows, keypads are tethered. The keypads are usually located to the right-hand side of the screen. We'll note any exceptions in gallery descriptions. All of our screen media is designed with inclusivity at its heart. Additional accessibility services will be triggered automatically for you, when you need them. These services include audio-described video, screen readability, high contrast and larger font sizes. Captions and American Sign Language are designed inclusively in all of our video content and interactive games. If you need help activating, calibrating, or using any of these features, please ask a member of the museum staff who will be more than happy to assist you. We also have additional accessibility services available upon request. Assistive listening devices are available for loan from ticketing. This device will allow you to hear audio from any exhibit in the museum. Each has a number displayed at the exhibit, which corresponds to a numbered list on the device. This number will also be displayed on the tactile floor strip. Selecting that number will automatically sync playback with the exhibit. We also have loaner wheelchairs available for guests, an accessible stylus for touchscreens and sensory-inclusive bags containing noise-canceling headphones, fidget toys, a weighted lap pad, a sensory ID card, and an emotion identifier card. Finally. Low-sensory versions of some media exhibits are available on request. Please ask a member of the museum team at your earliest convenience. Please note that there are emergency exits located throughout the museum, which will be described during gallery overviews. This lobby is a generally rectangular area. The following geographic locations assume you are currently facing toward this registration touchscreen and speaker. Primary destinations include The admissions desk at the 10 o'clock position. The main entrance is at the 11 o'clock position. The four U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame interactive exhibits are at the 5 o'clock position. At your 7 o'clock position, an LED screen spans floor to ceiling. The screen is made up of over 750 individual LED panels and stands at almost 30 feet wide and 40 feet high. Restrooms are at the 7 o'clock position, and an elevator leading to our next gallery is at the 10 o'clock position. The nearest fire exit can be found at the right-hand end of the registration touchscreens you are currently using. An audio description for the LED screen's content is triggered by standing at a tactile floor marking, placed to the left-hand side when facing the screen, and several feet back towards the center of the room. To locate the audio description from the first registration screen, turn 180 degrees and walk 29 feet, turn clockwise 90 degrees, and walk 3 feet forward. This screen will play back a range of changing content, including the Atrium Signature film. The film is 5 minutes and 30 seconds in length, and inspired by the sporting artwork of Leroy Neiman. The film introduces a number of Team USA athletes and sports, spanning the summer and winter games with both Olympic and Paralympic athletes featured. Neiman's signature style is to use colorful, vibrant, thick enamel paint strokes that capture the movement of elite athletes, bringing these dynamic subjects to life with brash primary colors. The U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame is the nearest interactive experience to your current location. With athletic grace, unbridled determination, and a pioneering spirit of excellence, U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame members embody the pinnacle of achievement in sports. There are four interactive Hall of Fame pylons, each operable via touch or using a retractable tactile keypad housed to the right of the screen, approximately 46 inches from the ground. You'll be presented with recommended inductees based on the sports you told us you liked at registration. You can also navigate an A to Z of all inductees or use our search and filter functionality to select by name, sport, or class. All images and copy are screen readable and our inductee videos are audio-described. If there's a particular inductee you'd like to learn more about after your visit today, use the bookmarking function to save that inductee to your digital locker. If you're using the screen reader, via touch or the tactile keypad, we'll walk you through a short onboarding sequence at this interactive to familiarize you with the keypad's functionality. Interactive screens throughout the museum will follow the same interaction patterns. As you and other visitors navigate the museum, you will encounter an assortment of ambient sounds related to the specific exhibits displayed in each space. These sounds include recorded voices, music, athletic events, and fireworks. Immersive, high-sensory spaces will be described in gallery overviews as you approach them, along with navigational directions to bypass these areas without participating. When you are ready to move on from this lobby, proceed to the elevator, located at the 10 o'clock position beyond the admissions desk. This elevator will take you to the uppermost gallery, with ramps leading gradually downward to each subsequent gallery. While the flooring in the lobby area is terrazzo, all other galleries have a sealed concrete floor. When you reach the uppermost gallery and the elevator door opens, a faceted, abstract torch installation will greet your arrival. As you exit the elevator, a tactile floor strip for the gallery overview will be located several feet forward, toward your 1 o'clock position.
1: Welcome to the introduction to the Olympic and Paralympic movements. Here you will transition from ancient Olympia to modern day USA, discovering the history of the games, as well as team USA's development and growth across the nation. This expansive gallery explores the foundations of the Olympic and Paralympic games through media and artifacts from ancient history to modern traditions, enduring ideals and the journey to excellence. Introductory Panel text reads, To the ancient Greeks, fire symbolized energy, courage, and passion. It's fitting, then, that a torch and flame became among the most vivid and lasting symbols of the Olympic and Paralympic Games. During the ancient Olympics, a fire was ignited in the town of Olympia using a mirror to reflect the sun's rays. Reintroduced at the 1928 Amsterdam Games, the flame has come to symbolize the light of spirit, knowledge and life, and as a messenger of peace. Key exhibits in this gallery include Olympic and Paralympic torches with informational touchscreens, looping films on the ancient games and Olympic and Paralympic values, and a nine-screen interactive map of the USA plotting Team USA's journey to excellence. A restroom is located near the elevator where you entered. An exit to fire stairs is located at the far end of the gallery from the elevator, over to the far right side of the room. Throughout this gallery, tactile floor strips mark the locations of audio-described media presentations and accessible interactive exhibits. At the center of the gallery stand two long, tall exhibit cases, displaying dozens of Olympic and Paralympic torches designed for the relays leading up to each opening ceremony. The torches are loaned to the museum from the Crawford family U.S. Olympic and Paralympic archives and date from as far back as 1936. The torches vary significantly in their design and dimensions from less than 10 inches to over 36 inches long. On the near side of the cases from your current position are four touchscreen interactive exhibits, each marked by a tactile floor strip. At the touchscreens, you can explore information, video, and images for each Olympic and Paralympic torch. Each touchscreen has a tactile keypad. Videos of torch relays are audio described, and all copy and images are screen-readable. Torches can be bookmarked to your digital locker for further exploration. Immediately to the left of your current position, a looping, audio-described video presentation showcases the sports of the Ancient Games. Again, a tactile floor strip here marks its location. Following the gallery wall along from the Ancient Games video, the next exhibit you'll reach is a projected film. Enduring Ideals features an audio description. This looping film is just under five minutes in duration and features athletes from Team USA, past and present, describing how the Olympic and Paralympic values are reflected in their lives. The projected film will continue its loop. As you reach the tactile strip, the audio description will sync with the loop. Seating is available in this area. Finally, on the opposite wall of the gallery, a nine-screen interactive wall maps out athlete training data across the United States, showing Team USA's journey to excellence. The screens to the left and right-hand sides feature tactile keypads approximately 46 inches from the ground, and the map can be explored using the screen reader. You can filter the map's data by athlete or state, to discover Team USA's footprint across the country. Athletes can be bookmarked to your digital locker for further exploration. Panel text here and throughout the gallery reads, The first Olympic event we know of was a 192-meter race won in 776 BC by a cook named Kouribas. The ancient Olympics were celebrated events where ordinary athletes competed alongside kings and emperors like Alexander the Great. Today's games feature many new events, but the underlying spirit remains unchanged. No matter what their background, athletes share a common drive to perfect their skills with focus and tireless effort, so they can perform their best under intense pressure. It's this timeless journey that inspired the building of this museum, the journey you're about to experience. The ancient Greek calendar marked time in four-year increments called the Olympiad, highlighting the central role played by the Games in Greek culture. For more than a thousand years, 776 BC to 393 AD, athletes gathered to compete on the plains of Olympia, a sacred city and home to massive temples and elaborate shrines. Although the city-states that made up ancient Greece were often at war with one another, the Olympics were so honored that athletes were allowed to travel safely to and from the Games. In 393 A.D., Roman Emperor Theodosius ended the Olympics, branding them Pagan cults. About 1500 years later, interest in ancient Greek history and culture surged in Europe and led to some informal sporting events called the Olympic Games. Then a young French baron named Pierre de Coupertin saw in these games a chance to revive the ancient Greek notion of balance between mind and body. He helped form the International Olympic Committee in 1894, and two years later the modern Olympic Games were born. In 1894, Pierre famously stated, "...the most important thing in the Olympic Games is not to win, but to take part, just as the most important thing in life is not the triumph, but the struggle." What has become the Paralympic movement began as the dream of Ludwig Gutmann, a Jewish doctor who fled Nazi Germany and wound up treating veterans in a London hospital. In 1948, 16 World War II servicemen and women with spinal injuries competed in archery at the Stoke Mandeville Games, named for the hospital that Gutman opened. The Paralympic Games, officially inaugurated in 1960, now feature more than 5,000 athletes from 150 countries and 600 events between the Summer and Winter Games. Paralympians are elite athletes who train to be the best in the world, and they also happen to have a physical or visual impairment. Paralympic history has deep and enduring military roots, and many athletes who wear the Team USA uniform at the Paralympics have also represented their country in the armed forces. Since 2008, military veterans have made up approximately 12% of the athletes named to the US Paralympic team. To exit this gallery, proceed to the far end of the room opposite the elevator. Bearing left, to reach the top of a ramp leading downward to your right toward your next destination. At the end of the ramp, follow the wall on your right, stopping before a bend slightly left. Turn left 90 degrees and step forward past an opening on your right to a tactile floor strip for the Athlete Training Gallery Overview.
0: Welcome to the Athlete Training Gallery. Here, visitors are invited to discover what it takes to reach an elite standard and challenged to participate in up to six interactive training exercises. Training focuses on strength and aim, visualization, strategy, balance, reaction, and speed. Where you entered the room, a quote on a nearby wall reads, Olympism seeks to create a way of life based on the joy found in effort. Pierre de Coubertin founder of the modern Olympic Games. Introductory panel text elaborates, Though the machines and methods have changed dramatically, the goal of every Olympic and Paralympic athlete who ever broke a sweat has stayed the same, to be the best. Many of today's Olympians and Paralympians train for excellence with a dizzying array of technological tools. Everything from brain-stimulating headsets to biometric bracelets— And while the technology can be key, gold still most often goes to those who put in the most time and effort. This gallery features an introductory film and six hands on activities where you can explore different aspects of athletic training. Each station is located within a contained rectangular zone, and all activities are designed inclusively for all to participate in. Should you need assistance, museum staff members are present in this gallery to facilitate. Tactile floor markings indicate the participation position for each activity, as well as the looping film. The following gallery locations outline the positions of key exhibits, from a starting position facing toward this introductory panel and speaker. The introductory film is projected onto a wall directly behind you. Bear to your left to find the tactile floor strip, located between your current position and the gallery entry ramp. In this film, A range of Olympic and Paralympic athletes describe the commitment and sacrifices needed to be the best. Strength and aim training is immediately to the left of this gallery introduction. There are two archery bows. A more detailed description follows. Continuing into the gallery, with strength and aim to your right, two screens can be found to your left. In front of these screens are ski poles, which are used in visualization training. Immediately behind these screens are two touchscreens with tactile keypads. Here you can participate in our strategy training, a game based on sled ice hockey. Perpendicular to these screens are two upright skeleton sleds. Here we invite you to try our balance training. Continuing to the far end of this gallery, a projection space on the same gallery wall as the skeleton sleds is our reaction training area. Here you can try a practice exercise based on goalball. Finally, along the wall opposite your current position is a track. Here you can participate in speed training, racing along the track against one of Team USA's elite athletes. Each of these activities is introduced by a Team USA athlete, who will guide you through the training process and gameplay. You'll get a score and some feedback after completing this activity. This will also be automatically saved to your digital locker. Our strength and aim training focuses on archery. There are two bows, fixed in position but rotatable and adjustable in height. A video will automatically start. U.S. Olympic archer Mackenzie Brown will explain how to operate the bow. During gameplay, you'll get to aim at a virtual archery target. Sound effects will track the position of your bow and help to guide you toward the target. You'll get to attempt three distances, then receive some feedback from Mackenzie Brown. Our visualization training focuses on alpine skiing. There are two sets of ski poles to choose from. The set to the left are slightly wider apart than those to the right, and the poles on both sets are adjustable in height. In a video introduction, U.S. Paralympic skier and Hall of Famer, Sarah Will, explains why visualization is so important and how to operate the ski poles. During gameplay, Sarah will preview a downhill route. Your task is to remember the sequence, then use the ski poles to repeat it. You'll receive feedback from Sarah at the end of your downhill route. Our strategy training focuses on Paralympic sports sled hockey. On a touchscreen monitor, U.S. Paralympian Rico Roman will explain why strategic thinking is important. During gameplay, Rico will present three scenarios from Team USA sled hockey games. He'll describe the play for each, pause, and give you three options to choose from. Your job is to select the option that gives Team USA the best strategic opportunity in the game. Rico will talk you through what actually happened, and give you some feedback on your strategic thinking. Our balance training focuses on skeleton. Two upright skeleton sleds face a projected display. The sleds are height adjustable, but we would recommend that you ask a member of the museum team to assist with the adjustment. On the projection, Team USA athlete Noelle Pikas Pace will explain how to shift your weight on the sled to navigate your way down the track at the fastest speed. Sound effects will indicate your current position on the track and the ideal position to make each turn. At the end of the run, Noel will be on hand with some feedback. Our reaction training focuses on the Paralympic sport goalball. Team USA Paralympian Matt Simpson will talk you through the gameplay. A motion tracking camera will follow your movement as we ask you to block a series of virtual balls. Audio and visual cues indicate the position of the virtual ball. Your job is to quickly block virtual balls from hitting the goal behind you. At the end of the session, Matt will offer some feedback. Our speed training focuses on the track. A sprinting track runs along the wall opposite your current position. The start of the track is at the end of the room you entered. Olympic athlete Carmelita Jetter will appear on a touchscreen monitor with a keypad to the right to talk you through the importance of speed training and invite you to select an Olympic or Paralympic athlete to race against. The chosen athlete will be projected onto a wall to the right of the track. Please use caution as visitors are invited to race along this 60-foot track within two lanes, side by side. Detectable markings on the floor delineate the outside edges of the track at the starting line, as well as the imminent approach of the far wall beyond the finish line. For your safety, please take care as you approach this far wall after 40 feet. At the end of the track, to your right-hand side, perpendicular to the end of the projection wall, another touchscreen with a tactile keypad will house feedback from Carmelita. To exit this gallery, proceed across the room from the wall where you entered, past the interactive stations. Please take care as the top of the exit ramp is toward the left, in close proximity to the sprinting track's finish line. Turn right to proceed down the ramp. At the end of the ramp, step forward approximately 8 feet. Turn left 90 degrees and step forward past an opening on your right to a tactile floor strip for the next gallery overview. Welcome to the Parade of Nations. An introductory text panel reads, The most stirring moment in sports isn't timed or scored, and features no balls, nets, or other equipment. It's the Parade of Nations during the opening ceremony at the Olympic and Paralympic Games, where the nations of the world come together in peace to celebrate the universal love of sports. When U.S.-Nordic combined skier Todd Lodwick was chosen to be Team USA's flag bearer at the 2014 Sochi Winter Games, his sixth Olympics, he said, It feels like I have already won a medal. You are now invited to experience this moment with Team USA. As you proceed down the ramp, beside you images display U.S. athletes in the parade of nations throughout modern games participation, Olympic and Paralympic, summer and winter games. As you reach the gallery at the end of the ramp, a five-minute film takes you into the heart of the Parade of Nations and the game's opening ceremony. The scheduled film includes loud sounds, bright colors, rapid image movement, and a light show. To watch the film from the beginning, proceed down the ramp when the countdown clock reaches 30 seconds. For real-time audio description of the Parade of Nations film, from the bottom of the ramp, turn right 180 degrees around the end of the right handrail, then turn 45 degrees counterclockwise, which will face you toward the primary display in this panoramic presentation. Captions along the entry ramp read, Antwerp Olympic Games 1920. The first foreign-born flag bearer, shot putter Pat McDonald, who was born in Ireland, leads the American team. Squaw Valley, Olympic Winter Games, 1960. Figure skater Carol Heiss takes the Olympic Oath. Rome, Olympic Games, 1960. Decathlete Rafer Johnson is the first African American to carry the flag. Mexico City, Olympic Games, 1968. Fencer Jan York Romery becomes the first American woman to carry the U.S. flag. Sarajevo, Olympic Winter Games, 1984. Team USA members march behind loser Frank Maisley. Seoul Olympic Games, 1988. Sprinter Evelyn Ashford carries the flag into the stadium. Seoul Paralympic Games, 1988. Jen Neppel, seven-time Paralympic gold medalist in track and field, leads the American delegation. Salt Lake City Paralympic Winter Games, 2002. A medalist at both the Summer and Winter Games, Candice Cable, leads the U.S. team. Beijing Olympic Games 2008, one year after gaining U.S. citizenship, Sudan-born runner Lopez Lamang is chosen to be flag-bearer. Rio Paralympic Games 2016, members of Team USA enter the stadium during the opening ceremony. To skip this three-minute film, from the bottom of the ramp, step forward nine feet, turn right 90 degrees, then step forward 20 feet toward the far end of the room. The exit doorway is perpendicular to the left wall and measures five and a half feet wide.
1: Welcome to the Summer Games Gallery. An introductory text panel reads, Today's Olympic and Paralympic Games, watched by billions worldwide, are an extension of the ancient Olympics that began almost 3,000 years ago. Some ancient events, like discus and boxing, are still around, but others, like chariot races, are gone. While the events change, what hasn't changed is the game's most compelling tradition, a lifetime of effort coming down to one competition. Wherever they take place, they capture the eyes of the world. But here you'll see it through the eyes of athletes, Americans whose Olympic and Paralympic performances are consistently among the top in the world. And you'll see what it's like to put a lifetime of work on the line, on the world's biggest stage. The Summer Games Gallery focuses on summer sports. This gallery represents a stadium, vibrant with the motion of Summer Games. As you enter, two-tiered, curving walls extend away from you to the left and right. Key moments in U.S. sporting history are projected onto the walls. In the center of the room, two oval-shaped platforms display artifacts. Towards the gallery's exit, interactive touchscreens contain images and information on all the sports of the summer games, from archery and badminton to wheelchair rugby and wrestling. Along both walls and in the central exhibits, artifacts include athletic apparel and equipment, many of which bear athlete signatures. Specific items displayed in these exhibits from the museum's collection will vary over time. Examples include Parade of Nations outfits, an athlete identification card, jerseys and swimsuits, an arrow and quiver, a basketball wheelchair, and Olympic and Paralympic medals. The curved walls of this gallery tell the story of the Summer Games. Images of some of the greatest team and individual moments in Olympic and Paralympic history are projected continually around the upper portion of the room. This footage will highlight every summer event at least once throughout its duration. Approximately 6 minutes per loop. For a real-time audio description of the projection, a tactile floor strip marks the speaker position. As you enter the gallery, follow the convex, curved wall to your right-hand side. Approximately 14 feet along the wall, you'll find the tactile strip. The projected film will continue its loop. As you reach the tactile strip, the audio description will sync with a loop and play out of a nearby speaker. Toward the end of the curving wall, on your left, tactile floor strips mark the location of four touchscreens, forming an interactive wall. Each summer sport is represented with images, an overview, and a list of key United States medalists. The two touchscreens at either end of this interactive wall feature retractable tactile keypads approximately 46 inches from the floor. A tactile floor strip indicates the position of these screens. All four screens will recognize your personal settings and additional changes to accessibility settings can be made from the settings menu. On each of the four screens, a vertical menu alphabetically lists all summer sports. A search and filter function is also available. The search bar will make smart suggestions based on what you're typing. You will be invited to bookmark your favorite sports to save to your digital locker. All sports can be navigated using the screen reader. Both gallery walls contain photographs and stories of featured athletes. On walls above you, two quotes appear. The battles that count aren't the ones for gold medals. The struggles within yourself, the invisible, inevitable battles inside all of us, that's where it's at. Jesse Owens, Track and Field, Olympian, 1936 My motivation lies in the fact that I truly love what I'm doing. Tricia Zorn, Swimming, Paralympian. 1980, 1984, 1988, 1992, 1996, 2000, 2004. An exhibit displays a list of 470 athletes affected by the U.S. boycott of the Moscow 1980 Olympic Games. A text panel explains the context and recognizes the work of the athletes. The Olympics are supposed to be above politics, But in 1980, American athletes became Cold War pawns. The Soviet Union had invaded Afghanistan in 1979, and President Jimmy Carter threatened to pull the U.S. out of the Moscow Summer Games if the Soviets didn't retreat. When the February deadline passed with no Soviet action, Carter announced a U.S. boycott. More than 60 nations joined in. And four years later, the USSR returned the favor, boycotting the Los Angeles Games. Prior to the boycott, most U.S. Olympic trials had been held and most athletes had been selected. Some were able to compete four years later, but many never got another chance, as age or other factors dashed their Olympic dreams. To move toward this gallery's exit, follow either of the gallery's two curved walls. Each wall leads to an opening. You'll pass an elevator and fire exit staircase before descending a ramp that transitions thematically from the Summer Games into the Winter Games Gallery. Please be aware that this ramp is an immersive, high-sensory tunnel environment. Several athletes, including snowboarders and skiers, will pass across four overhead screens, competing freestyle, halfpipe, and slopestyle with associated sound effects. At the end of the ramp, turn right 90 degrees, then step forward past an opening on your right to a tactile floor strip for the Winter Games Gallery Overview. Welcome to the World Watches a gallery exploring how the stories of the games are communicated to the world. Introductory panel text reads, In 1936, about 160,000 people in three German cities were the first to watch a broadcast of the Summer Olympics. In movie theater-like viewing rooms. In 2016, more than 3 billion people in about 200 countries tuned in. The power of television turned the Olympics and Paralympics into a worldwide sensation, and an ever-increasing range of viewing platforms keeps expanding the game's global reach. It is quite simply the biggest media event in the world. This gallery provides an opportunity to explore the ways in which the games have influenced popular culture, and vice versa as well as occasions when these international competitions have made headlines. In this gallery, you'll get to discover games gone by in our interactive games timeline. Watch short films on how broadcasters have carried the key stories of the games to generations of US TV audiences, and you'll even have the chance to participate in an interactive conversation with an athlete. To explore exhibits along the wall beside your current location, stand with your right shoulder toward the wall. Several feet toward your 11 o'clock position, three parallel floor strips mark the interactive locations for the game's timeline. Each strip denotes the location of a pedestal. On the top surface of the pedestal, three tactile buttons allow you to select a film from a menu, projected onto the wall in front of you. The central button will allow you to select a film or return to the main menu. The left and right buttons allow you to navigate the menu. The menu shows posters of all the games from 1896 to present day. The timeline is divided into three sections, each correlating to one of the pedestals. The nearest to your current position covers the modern era. The farthest starts at the Athens' 1896 Olympic Games. The films are up to six minutes in length and delve into the social, political, and cultural background for each host city and occurrence of the Games. The films are narrated descriptively and the menu is navigable by audio. Beyond the timeline exhibit, a perpendicular mural represents the 1972 Olympic Games in Munich. Text reads, The darkest day in Olympic history is undisputed. September 5, 1972, when 11 Israeli team members, five athletes and six coaches, were murdered by Palestinian terrorists. The gripping and tragic drama played out over 16 hours on live worldwide television as terrorists, disguised as athletes and with stolen keys, held Israelis hostage and demanded the release of Arab prisoners. Around midnight, it was falsely reported the athletes were safe. Three hours later, ABC's Jim McKay told a stunned TV audience, they're all gone. At the left edge of the mural, a 90 degree corner leads to a tactile floor strip marking the location of an audio described video presenting highlights of Jim McKay's coverage of the events in Munich. As you face this display, an exhibit case stands in the middle of the gallery at your five o'clock position. This contains artifacts pertaining to David Berger, one of the Munich victims, including various letters to his family, his parade uniform, and participation medal. To the left of the video exhibit text reads, David Berger was born in Cleveland, immigrated to Israel, and followed his Olympic dream to Munich where he was killed with 10 other Israelis. Berger moved to Israel in 1970 after earning an MBA and law degree from Columbia. He won a silver medal at the 1971 Asian Weightlifting Championships. He had finished competing when terrorists took him and the other Israelis hostage, and he died in a fiery battle at an airbase near Munich. Around a 90-degree corner to the right, a tactile floor strip marks the location of an audio-described media presentation about how the Games inspire. An exhibit case in this area displays a collection of iconic Wheaties boxes, which include a huge range of Team USA athletes, past and present, summer and winter, Olympic and Paralympic. Athletes featured include gymnast Mary Lou Retton, speed skater Joey Cheek, and snowboarder, Evan Strong. 90 degrees to the left, an exhibit displays uniforms and a mascot costume. The mascot is Sam, the Olympic Eagle from LA 1984. Sam is dressed in a bow tie and top hat with the red and white stripes and the Olympic rings. With your back to the wall beside this tactile floor strip approximately eight feet directly ahead of you lies another floor strip marking the location of an interactive exhibit enabling you to interview Paralympic gold medal winning wheelchair basketball player, Matt Scott. The reverse side of this exhibit features Olympic cross country champion Keegan Randall. At each interactive station, you'll be greeted by the life-size athlete awaiting your questions on a large video monitor positioned in front of a pedestal with a semicircular top. To ask a question, press the large rounded red button at the left side of the pedestal and talk into the microphone, positioned just behind the button. There is also a keyboard placed centrally on the pedestal if you would prefer to type. If you're not sure what to ask, there's a small touch screen placed above the keyboard on the pedestal with a number of suggested questions for the athlete that might trigger some thoughts. This screen is operable by touch or a tactile keypad situated to the right of the pedestal. You can even ask the athlete what they would like to talk about, if you're stuck for ideas. Beyond this exhibit, another wall lies roughly parallel to the one beside you now. Both walls have some corners and contours, and both lead ultimately toward an exit ramp to the next gallery. Upon reaching the opposite wall, behind the Keegan-Randall interview area, proceed to the right to explore stories surrounding the Games and the world. Panel text reads, Throughout its history, the modern Olympic Games have been a beehive of social and political activity and activism. Games have been cancelled because of World Wars, 1916, 1940, 1944, boycotted seven times by as few as three nations, 1964, and as many as 66, 1980, and served as a flashpoint for critical issues like race, gender, equality, and human rights. Several stories appear in chronological order, from left to right, such as the following. The 1936 Berlin Olympics were supposed to show the world the superiority of Adolf Hitler's heralded Aryan race. Instead, a soft-spoken African-American shattered Hitler's myth with an astonishing four-gold medal performance. Jesse Owens broke three world records in Berlin, then later spoke for millions when he said, The road to the Olympics leads to no city, no country. It goes far beyond New York or Moscow, ancient Greece or Nazi Germany and leads, in the end, to the best within us. The display area also depicts breakthroughs in the presentation of the games. Along the wall, two cases display various artifacts and two tactile floor strips mark the locations of audio-described media features. One display case includes a statement of the case against American participation in the Olympic Games at Berlin, as well as a passenger list, complete with the autographs of those that traveled to Berlin for the 1936 Olympic Games. To exit the gallery, stand with this platform beside your right shoulder, then follow it to make a 180 degree turn to the right, placing you at the top of the ramp leading to the next gallery.
0: This changing gallery is currently dedicated to Leroy Neiman, artist, illustrator, chronicler, celebrity, philanthropist. Introductory panel text reads, The world knows Leroy Neiman as one of the world's most popular and commercial artists. He was the painter who captured the Olympics as an impressionistic kaleidoscope of global competition. He was the showman who mixed with champions, from Muhammad Ali to Joe Namath to Secretariat and cultural icons from Leonard Bernstein to Frank Sinatra, turning celebrity into art. As a changing gallery, this square-shaped room showcases examples of Neiman's artwork from the museum's collection, which will tend to vary over time. Following this wall along to your left, a tall, interactive kiosk invites you to create your own Neiman-inspired artwork. Continuing counterclockwise around the perimeter of the gallery, you will reach a rectangular space at the side of the main gallery. Here, two units house a pyramid-shaped structure featuring holographic models of Paralympic medals with tactile strips marking their location. The holographic display loops with a descriptive narration. The gallery's exit ramp continues this theme, with Olympic medals housed on the wall to the left of the ramp. A Leroy Neiman collection of art dominates this gallery. Leroy Neiman was one of the 20th century's most popular and successful artists, with a career spanning from the 1950s until his death in 2012. His work appeared in everything, from popular magazines to the most exclusive galleries. His larger-than-life personality imbued his paintings with a unique dynamism, and Neiman was particularly drawn by the spectacle of athletic achievement. He painted Bolshoi ballet dancers and New York Jets running backs, but was most famous for his work capturing the Olympic spirit. Neiman artwork in this gallery includes opening ceremonies, 23rd Olympiad, a painting from the Los Angeles 1984 Olympic Games, a portrait of U.S. diver Greg Louganis, various sketches and enamel paintings. Neiman's studies cover a period from 1972 to 2010. Athletes are depicted practicing and performing. He also painted stadiums, flags, and other key iconography of the games. Neiman's 1984 opening ceremonies. Beneath a blue sky streaked with smudged lavender, blue, orange, and green chalk, an international flag procession seems to approach, headed by an athlete dressed in white and carrying the Olympic flag with its five intertwined rings. To the right, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum encircles a crowd of thousands. A torchbearer appears to stride from left to right, painted in outlines and partially filled with brown hues. Shades of green trail behind him as he runs, holding the torch aloft in his left hand. An interactive kiosk invites you to create your own piece of nemanized artwork. The kiosk is operable by gesture, or using a retractable, tethered keypad housed to the right of the screen. A tactile floor strip marks the zone where the gesture camera will recognize your movement. When in position, an onboarding sequence will walk you through the gestures required to create your artwork. Within the experience, first, you will get the chance to select a sport, then stylize the colors and paint strokes before striking a sporting pose to create a neimanized version of yourself in your own sporting world. In this gallery, this creative experience is just for fun. In the gift shop at the end of the museum visit, you'll get another chance to participate. There, your image will save to your digital locker and you will be invited to order a print via the museum's retail website. To exit this gallery from your present position, stand with your back to the wall beside this floor strip. Step forward across the gallery to a parallel wall opposite, then turn right 90 degrees. Step forward a similar distance to another floor strip, which will provide an overview of the next destination. Welcome to our medal display and theater experience. Introductory panel text reads, In 1896, at the first Modern Olympics, winners received an olive branch and a silver medal while runners-up got copper or bronze medals. In 1900, in Paris, most winners received cups or trophies. Finally, at the 1904 St. Louis Games, the International Olympic Committee decided to award gold, silver, and bronze. But why? The likely answer is that these three medals are in the same column of the periodic table of elements, which means they have similar properties, which in this case means they could be found in their purest form and made into things, like money, jewelry, and medals. The size and weight of Olympic medals have varied widely throughout history. Early medals usually didn't come with a ribbon, and it wasn't until 1960 that they were placed around the athletes' necks. Olympic medals typically feature Nike, the Greek goddess of victory, on one side. Winter Games medals are usually bigger, thicker, and heavier. Recent Paralympic medals look similar to Olympic medals, but some have ball bearings inside so you can tell by the sound which is gold, silver, or bronze. The ramp leading to the theater is lined on the left side with an extensive collection of Olympic medals from the Crawford Family U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Archives. Before departing this gallery, you may wish to explore a holographic exhibit displaying Paralympic medals. With your back to the wall beside this floor strip. The display is located toward your 10 o'clock position, just beyond a right handrail bordering the ramp. The holographic exhibit is marked with a tactile floor strip for your convenience. The holographic display loops with a descriptive narration. To proceed along the ramp toward the theater, stand with your left shoulder toward the wall which is currently beside you and simply step forward between the handrails. The Olympic medal display begins immediately on your left. At the end of the first ramp, restrooms are located through a door 90 degrees to your right. To continue toward the museum's theater, follow the right handrail a full 180 degrees and proceed down a second ramp. To your left, a photo mural depicts the 2016 women's gymnastics team posing with their gold medals. As you reach the base of the ramp, a door to fire stairs is located along a perpendicular wall immediately to your left. Before entering the theater, an introductory film loops here in the queuing area. This sequence includes an energetic pre-show and ambient graphics which introduce athletes featured in the theater film. An animated countdown appears throughout. Theater access will be to the right of this display. If you are using a Wi-Fi assistive listening device, you will be able to use it in the theater on channel 1201. If you haven't already received a Wi-Fi assistive listening device, devices are available from the staff member at the entry to the theater. We ask that all assistive listening devices are returned at the exit of the theater experience following the show. Upon exiting the theater, an overview of the museum's final gallery will be immediately to your left through the double doors. Welcome to the medal ceremony. This is the final gallery in your museum journey today. As you proceed from this gallery, you'll reach the museum's gift shop area, then exit. A caution sign in this gallery reads, Attention! This gallery includes 360-degree sound and animated images. You can skip this gallery by proceeding to the gift shop directly across the room. To exit now, stand with your left shoulder toward the wall beside this tactile floor strip, then step forward approximately 10 feet, bearing slightly right to pass through double doors. Introductory panel text reads, In ancient Greece, winning athletes received a crown of olive branches. In the first three decades of the modern Olympic Games, prizes were awarded during the closing ceremony, and by that time, many athletes had already left the host nation. But at the 1932 Los Angeles Olympics, one year after U.S. President Herbert Hoover signed a law making the Star-Spangled Banner our national anthem, the now-familiar medal ceremony was born. Today, athletes receive their medals and then the gold medalist's national anthem is played. The media in this gallery is designed to take you on a journey to the podium. Video content will be projected onto the gallery walls to your left and right. Mirrored surfaces on the ceiling, as well as the wall that this introductory panel sits on, are designed to create an immersive experience. As you move into the gallery, Triggered video loops of Team USA medal ceremony moments will appear to your left and right. These video loops will be automatically triggered based on your position in the room. The overall duration of this exhibit is approximately 6 minutes. There is no real-time audio description of this exhibit. Video content includes the most iconic, memorable, and noted moments in U.S. Olympic and Paralympic history. Athletes stand on the podium to receive their medal. Some receive flowers, and some wear a wreath. Some smile, some cry, some dance, and some sing as the national anthem plays and the flag is raised in celebration of their athletic achievements. Athletes featured include U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Famers Peggy Fleming at the Grenoble 1968 Olympic Winter Games, Jesse Owens at Berlin 1936, Chris Waddell at Nagano, 1998, and Aaron Popovich at Athens, 2004. Teams are also featured, including medal ceremonies for both the women's ice hockey and the men's sled hockey teams at Pyeongchang, 2018. Finally, medals are prominent in this video exhibit, including a glistening gold medal from Antwerp, 1920, a shimmering silver from Atlanta, 1996, and a beautiful bronze from Vancouver, 2010. Each medal features an inscription and Olympic or Paralympic imagery, as well as the logo of the Games and name of a host nation. To exit this gallery, stand with your left shoulder toward the wall beside this tactile floor strip. Then step forward approximately 10 feet, bearing slightly right to pass through double doors. We hope that you've enjoyed your visit to the United States Olympic and Paralympic Museum a celebration of achievement at the highest levels of international competition. Thank you for taking part.